Are you ready for a firearm-friendly social media? Big tech hates you, your firearms, and your lifestyle. They continually throttle and delete your firearm-related content and the ability to see content you want. Every day, your friends, favorite influencers, gun shops, or manufacturers get canceled and banned. They will not stop till you no longer have a voice. There is an alternative, Gunspace. Gunspace has taken the best components of top social media and fused them together for a unique social experience. A scrollable feed, clubs, podcast network, forum, and NFT creator are features of the app. We want to help you socialize and engage with other firearms enthusiasts, dealers, and manufacturers without random unwanted posts or unrelated advertising. Gunspace, the firearms-friendly social media. Download Gunspace, one word, in the App Store now. You can find us on Gunspace at C-I-P-O-D. Now we're recording. My one input to the show is I'm like the robot. Yeah, the robot that nobody hears. Like, that none of our audience knows what it is. But he yeah, says you're that robot. I'm glad. It makes me feel wanted. I'll keep ah, hearing this voice after he's gone. I'll miss him for a long time. Anyway, I guess we've started. Uh, yeah, I guess we're starting... Now, uh, welcome to the Clone and Correct podcast. I'm What's Your Transfer, and I've got with me today uh, Emma Ping and Ethan Doors, and maybe some other people if they show up, so we'll see how that goes. Like, we're going to just go on uh, some rants and have fun. So, Mr. Robin Cock is here. Robin's here, but uh, yeah. how long are you going to stay around, bud? About a minute. Okay. Yeah. That's so how long you usually last. It's all you last anyway, usually, so it's kind of fun. Just a, you know, just a couple of pumps. Yeah. Hey, that's all you need to make a kid. So uh, at the end of the day, he did his job. Hell yeah. True. I know from experience. <laughs> <laughs> hey, guys, look at that kid walking around. That right there is biological proof I have had sex once. <laughs> This is the proof that I've had sex. <laughs> That's proof of me not being a virgin. I made it. Can you prove that? Yeah, can, can you prove that you weren't cucked? Well, I mean, if the kid looks like you, that's kind of good evidence. That sure was a funny bit. Um, anyway, anyway, yeah, I guess the whole um, the thing is, I feel like there's not a whole lot of shit to make fun of, like there, there has been recently. Like, I mean, we there's can a make lot fun of the, stupid people, but we can like, still make fun of the downfall of KUSA as they go deeper into the the, the slide, which is a really funny thing, and it's kind of a shame. Honestly, it's funny and it's very sad all at the same time. It, yeah, the thing is, some of the products or guns I actually legitimately like. I legitimately like the KP9. I think some of their AK stuff is pretty cool, right? Like some started, of the 7.62 stuff is decent. Usually, it was starting out that way, but ah, man, the corporate train just kind of keeps sliding in a way that I'm not exactly a fan of. Well, and then they were like teasing seventy four stuff, and I was getting a fucking hard on for it, and 
Where's 74? Yeah, where's 74? Like, that's A, that's the gun you should have led with. Mm, no. Yeah, where's AK-50? Wait, Pate's not here yet. Oh, Pate's not here. <laughs> God damn it, Pate, get over here. There's a song about AK-50s. We're making nice. fun of him. Get here. Anyway, um, yeah, so when it comes to, like, their whole line, I don't necessarily think that 545 was actually a, a gun to lead with because I think a lot of the bulk of American AK market stuff really is within 76239 stuff, and that's just kind of the way it is. It probably um, is. I'm just a salty bitch and want a 74M. I completely agree with you, but that doesn't make you right in the marketing sense of it. Um, it's right because my last name is right, so you know I'm always right. That bitch, dad jokes. No, 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 no. <laughs> Your last name is retarded, sir. Probably. Anyway, um, I, the guns just—it's not like they're the worst thing in the world, but it just seems like they're continuing to go down this line of um. Like fucking now it's becoming this pet project for Jesse James and uh Bonnie Rotten and it's just so, kind of depressing to look at. Has he officially bought them yet? Or are they still just talking about it? Does anybody know? I think it's in the works, but where it sits I don't know. Yes, it's James not is buying Twitter? Yes. Uh Elon, please. <laughs> Did you guys fucking see that shit though? Uh, Count, Dank- Count Dankula changing his Twitter name and then he got stuck. <laughs> so he changed his name to Giant Penis Parody. And that's what he left had it as. And then Elon changed the rules on Twitter saying you can't change your username at all. So he's just stuck with Giant Penis Parody as <laughs> his username. And he can't do a fucking thing about it. <laughs> Great. <laughs> and it's just every t- every day he's like tweeting at Elon Musk and like retweeting after and stuff like please please change it <laughs> I, I have made a mistake. I think uh I think the the tweet about the insulin was pretty fucking funny and causing stock market to like crash out. Oh, that, that was funny shit, man. And then somebody else did it for Lockheed Martin and enough dumbasses bought it that the stock market for Lockheed dumped out too. It was great. Oh yeah, like it was kind of funny to see how it happened. But yes, anyway, um, when it comes to the whole fucking KUSA thing, it's not I don't think anyone actually knows anything, but it's just the guns are probably going to do fine in the market, all things considered, because they literally have the branding of Kalashnikov, which yeah. is very good for them in marketing space. Quality control at least seems to be decent on their product line. Well, and that's where I've heard here as of late, things have started to slip. I haven't had my hands on anything new from them, so I have no answer to that. How do you um, Hello, wow, hey, we're talking about AKs. They are. I'm not because I don't give a shit about AKs, but go on. <laughs> we're talking about KUSA <laughs> and uh, <laughs> the state of KUSA. Uh, oh, now the I can leave. 
it seems a lot of their QC has been slipping a lot more. They uh, hmm. they have issues with with a lot of the guns that we run across. See, that's what I heard. I haven't had my hands on anything from them in the past, like, six months. So I have no idea. Just I mean, saying, we got hands on one that they're shipping out um, some of their 103s with their shotgun safeties. And so the detent is the wrong length. So there's, like, absolutely zero detent for the selector. Are you That's fucking just dropping hot pockets? What are you doing? What? I just heard a microwave beep and open. Oh yeah, I'm making food. I just got home from Sons of Liberty. God, ah. you. So you're like, I'm gonna record a podcast, and then you make a fucking hot pocket. This sucks. Well, I uh, I actually heated up some biscuits and gravy we made last night. He's eating a hot pocket and he doesn't want to tell us this. All right, man, go nuts, go nuts, go nuts. <laughs> it's probably probably the case, yeah. <laughs> Here, I'm gonna anyway. I'm gonna switch over to my computer mic. That's much better than my phone. Okay. But it's one of those things. I think that it'll take a while for Clash of USA to really take a reputational hit. Because they managed to buy the name of Kalashnikov in the United States. Well, and there's still enough people out there willing to simp for Bonnie Rotten and fucking Jesse James. Well, and the the thing is, they they had a lot of promise. They had some good people over there. They were putting out good guns. And then I think a lot of those people left or got fired. And... Yeah. I mean, it seems like that might be the case there, but I, I haven't had hands-on with their stuff in minutes, so I have no idea <clears throat> how much of that's true and how much of that's just like a lot of you know is, people complaining. A lot of that is speculation, just from stuff I've seen. But I, I don't know anyone over there now. I don't know anyone over there anymore. Hmm, that's not a good sign. I was going to say, high turnover is not a good sign at all. No. I lost lost Shadow Systems. We'll save Shadow Systems reigning for tomorrow. (laughs) I mean, I I do know a little bit about some of that. We're going to have Marooned on tomorrow, and he's he's, that's where that conversation belongs. Wait, why does he know more about that than the average retard? I, I don't know. He's the one that turned me <clears throat> on to a lot of their problems. So. I see. <clears throat> well, see, I was talking to a machine shop that's milling um, my slide uh, for an acro. And hey, acro talking gang. Acro gang. And uh, this shop was actually considering of contracting after nitriding to shadow system. And upon finding out some more information, they decided not to do so. So, it appears that their problems are actually numerous. Womp womp. So. Yeah, we're, we're going to have to talk about that tomorrow. 
but yeah, I feel like it's just, it's one of those things that's actually, it is sad that it always plagues the gun industry in general and like the gun space and buying guns. Like Agreed. quality control is actually really depressingly bad for things that people use to protect their lives with. And it's very, very disappointing. I think also there should be a reality check of doing QC on, on a lot of the scales that a lot of these businesses are trying to operate at is very difficult and especially on AKs, because I know ARs, a lot of the parts are in spec. A lot of the stuff just bolts together for the most part. Uh, I mean, you have to do staking and stuff like that. But AKs are are really hard to build. Careful and now. Jesse doing, James is going to hear this and show up and tell you about how people build AKs in caves. And there is no QC in an AK. And they do it, build them in caves. We practically operate in a cave. That said, I mean, you guys at least have a little bit of QC. Yeah, yeah. And, and we, don't, don't we, don't, we don't put out many guns. Also, we, we have very low evidence that uh, Pate has any ability to read. So yeah, the, cave, is the, the allegory of the cave here is actually probably accurate. Yeah, yeah, and he scribbles on the walls. So yeah, that's he's pretty just, good, too. Brandon gave him crayons. If not the, the physical cave, the cave in my mind. Well, when he runs out of crayons, he just shits in his hand and uses that. Oh, yeah. Don't you guys do that, too? <laughs> I, I learned it from you, asshole. Jesus. God. Yeah. I did I did break out the piss bucket. There's a piss bucket to the left of me, so that's good. Ah, good. Good, good. Good, good. <laughs> but, I, like, there's, there's a thing that you can say that, like, the AK thing, there's an argument to be made for that, because... The U.S. is not friendly territory to the AK and its manufacturer, typically. Um, it's not what we have known how to build and have generations of experience building. And the phenomenon of the AK actually being popular in the United States is pretty new, all things considered. Yeah, so, definitely. And it's, it, it is still an old world design. Like, um, CNCs have definitely helped with things. So, like, a lot of the U.S. made trunnions. I'll use the same uh, location for the different trunnion holes. So you can use pre-drilled um, receivers, but a lot of the com block stuff is very loose on tolerance. So you have to match drill everything to be able to line up all of your rivets. And that's difficult. And when they're pre-drilled, you have to weld them up and then smooth it all out and then re-drill in the correct locations. Um, they're uh, they're very difficult guns to build because they're old world. They take craftsmanship, and uh, they don't rely as heavily on just tolerance, good tolerancing, and, good machining. You no, know, there's another gun that I really like that does that. Oh, I wonder what it could be. Oh, I wonder what it could be. I would never <laughs> be able to get make the noise of that gun. Nobody's ever gonna guess what that gun is. The Sig P320. Definitely the P320. <laughs> I knew it. <clears throat> I love the sound of when you drop one down the stairs. Yeah. Bam, 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 bam. <laughs> it's like that scene from. Uh, it's, it's like that scene like a fucking from Slinky. It's like that scene from True Lies where she drops the Mac 10 down the stairs. And it just, and just bounces down the yes, stairs. Oh, uh, I. Yeah, I have. Have I told you guys the joke that I told the uh, an ATF agent about a P three twenty? 
<laughs> no, but now I want to hear it. So we had an ATF, two ATF agents come into the shop I worked at, and um, I kind of like decided, fuck it, of my better judgment, and I looked at him like, hey man, do you know how to turn a P320 into a machine gun? And he looks at me really skeptically like, what the fuck are you trying to say to me? So I have to ride the joke out now. I'm like, you just tie a string to the trigger guard and drag it down the stairs. And then two ATF agents just bust the fuck out laughing. That's fucking great. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> That's fucking great. Like just, I'm telling the ATF, yeah, just tie a string to the fucking trigger guard and pull that shit down the stairs. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, Did you hear uh, about the recent P320 incident where a guy at a steel challenge match was reholstering his 320? Like, I did finger hear about very this. obviously off the trigger, and it just goes wham. And the bullet like smacks into the back of his phone and rig- like ricochets off. Yes. And that's the oh, one that was that that guy? Like, yes. Yeah. That was a 320 Legion, I think, that just like went off. Um, now. I'm not going to say that this is all Sig's fault, but <laughs> there's a yeah, pattern I, here. I feel, like, uh, I feel like there's over it. I I feel like since it's a known issue, or at least it was, I don't, I don't even know if it, I guess there are, there are incidents of it recently, but I feel like a lot of people are looking at the P320 to fail and people are looking way more into it um because like every incident is overreported essentially yes. is what i'm trying to say because I'm one of those and, and, and so like well i i think there are some of these issues that have come up that may be due to a bad holster or cloth in the holster but i think there are there it's obviously an issue but i well, i think a lot of the reports i would, I would maybe I would normally agree, but there is kind of a pretty defined pattern at this point. Yeah, it, absolutely. There's clearly it, it's definitely an issue. I'm saying that I think it's being overreported as an issue, possibly. Like engineer brain says says that we may be having confirmation bias now that we know that's a problem, and so any any report of it is is being pushed as legit. When a lot, of it, a lot of it could of, probably be indies. <laughs> I've always kind of wondered, like, too, if adding that, like, clock inertial safety to that fucking trigger would just stop a lot of this. Oh, it yeah. would. 100%. Yeah, it would. Yeah, I think absolutely. It'd be pretty easy to implement, why do you probably. Think, why, do you think, um, why do you think agency offers that? If you look at Agency Arms catalog yeah. for the P320, they actually have that trigger with a trigger safety in their catalog with that gun. They realize that they need to make that gun safe because they don't want the fucking problem. Agency fucked up my gun. Well, no, they added an additional safety to your gun, so they made it safer. Yeah. Um, Absolutely. The thing also about it, I think there is a point that you're right on that with, uh, Pate, because it's like we are paying attention to it, and also the controversy around the P320 and around its adoption of the MHS uh, program and all the other things that happened with it, right? (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Like, there's that gun in itself was popular, and then it became went from popular to controversial. Yeah, and exactly. then controversial to even more controversial, and now it's like, I 
P320s are, should be boring plastic guns that you don't give a fuck about. But for some reason, it almost feels like like an equivalence of like picking a P320 versus picking a Glock feels like to a lot of people like picking a football team, right? Yeah. And it does into that. Go ahead. Yeah, it feels very weird in that sense. So I feel like the 320 would have existed just fine as its own gun on its own self if it wasn't for um, the uh, the drop safety re- like recall thing, and then uh, the MHS contract and yeah. th- it beating out the Glock. Um, like it's, that. I still think it's funny does. going back to the the MHS contract guns, and like when they well, they bought back those guns from the 101st Airborne, mm-hmm. and like they pushed them out to the civilian market. If you take the slide off of all those guns, there's a cut on the underneath the slide for an additional like drop safety mechanism that they put into the gun after they claimed that yes, these were these were perfectly drop safe. That's uh. We just bought these back from the army because, uh, you know, they we were they wanted black controls instead of tan. Like, homie, that's not how the army works. If they want to switch controls, they're just going to switch fucking controls and keep the guns. There, those 101st guns, while they're collectible now, had the not drop safe issue. Sig took them back, modified them, and then sold them to the public at a fucking markup for a used gun because they were tied back to the 101st Airborne. Yeah, I've I've, uh, I've seen one of those guns. Eric has one. I mean, they're cool guns. It's not like oh they're, yeah, it's cool. They're dumb, but it's like yeah, they're clearly getting their uh, but yeah, their marketing value out of it. They are absolutely different from normal commercial P three twenties. Oh yeah, the slides a different weight. Yep. The markings are different. Those guns, I think, still have the anti-tamper stuff in them, so you can't like take the fire control unit out and all that. I think they actually uh, might have changed that. I haven't they, seen an anti-tamper on any of the guns that I saw in person. And I've, I think I've uh, had one way or another, like five of those guns come through my gun shop at one point. And uh, either transfers or ordering them in or whatever. And I never remember seeing an anti-tamper on those guns. Zip them off. Or I think the the anti-tamper actually went away. Well, I know when the military went to the guns with the black controls, it went away. Yeah. Like, it it wasn't on the guns with the black controls. I don't know if anyone act- – I, I never actually have any confirmation if the guns got issued with an anti-tamper or not. I don't know if anyone can confirm that. Um, and if you can if – you, if you're a listener that can, what I want you to do is take that confirmation, go to the um, cloning correct page, and not DM it to us, and shove it up your ass and find something else to do with your fucking time, you goddamn nerd. <laughs> Seriously, how do you know that about a fucking service pistol? Stop being weird. Go get some ditches, Jesus. Well, I'm gonna look it up right now, and I'm just gonna answer that question because I'm gonna find that picture of the 101st fucking with them. Hey, Forges. Finally, Forges. God, my least favorite. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, thank God at least I'm better than somebody. Man, I wish Ethan talked to me that way. Yeah, me too. <laughs> they talked to me that way, and I think I about the 320s being popular at first because they astroturf them bitches. They gave everybody with more than three followers a fucking P320, and they were like, "This is the greatest bullshit in the world." And then it was like, "Okay, I guess everybody has this <clears throat> fucking gun. I guess we need one." And I just love how the, more than two followers had one. The gun, that gun even came to exist. Like we have the P two fifty. It fucking sucks. Oh, we made it striker fired, and it's less sucky, but still fucking sucks. It's yeah, not good. I, I don't I like think, the three twenty at all. I'm sorry. I hate the three twenty. Well, I don't like shooting the three twenty. Um, I uh, I definitely like the direction that they were going with it because the fire control unit is it's a great idea idea, amazing idea a lot of the ideas they had with the 320 were good i feel like well they stole that idea execute who had it first fire fire Fire, yeah with the m9 pistol right yeah the m9 and the l9 uh series of pistols they had that first i love the size they put on those or is that lawsuit (laughs) they settled and Sig was uh, settled as like they came out actually kind of pretty good on that. They have really good attorneys at Sig. They have really good attorneys. Weird. Uh, What's Sig CEO's last name? Um, curious. Noticing a little too much there. Anyway, continuing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we want to stay on Spotify, Ethan, and you're the producer. You should know better. <laughs> That's true. I mean, Kanye's been on Spotify, so I think we're all right. How many fireflies? Anyway, <laughs> the P320 was definitely an AstroTurf gun, but I I had one that I got from the SIG Rewards program. Um, and it's a it was actually a pretty good gun. I liked it. I had no problems owning the gun. It shot just fine. Worked fine for me. Um, but, like, I didn't need it really much. And my dad wanted to buy a handgun. I'm just like, and just buy this one from me. Like, I don't fucking care. Here you go, Dad. And so... On the I astroturfing mean, thing... Oh, sorry. Continue. Well, it, it's... It's absolutely... Like, I, I was going to the astroturfing thing in the first place, because, like, that happens with a lot of guns and a lot of products. The yeah, Hellcat is absolutely... PDP. Uh, the PDP. The Hellcat. They, they tried to astroturf the shit out of the Hellcat, and as much as we think that nobody that we like carries a Hellcat... The market that they have for that gun is actually pretty big, and they sell it's a lot massive. of units of it. Well, you say that, but here lately, we can't fucking move the fucking things. Really? Nobody wants them. I'm moving more P365s than I am Hellcats. I feel like your your market is rather upscale. It, 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 no, no, I, I'm just talking like the local market, not the guys I'm selling you know four guns to for twenty five thousand dollars. I'm talking like. Joe Blow Fud down the street is rathering is, is preferring the P365s over the the Hellcats. They're willing to pay the extra money to get the P365 and like that gun better than the Hellcat. Like we had right before we closed our doors up, we we dropped the price of our Hellcats to dealer. Like we were just gonna break even on them and get rid of them, and we still fucking can't get rid of them. And. Legitimately, I if you still have them at dealer, I would actually buy one just to go shoot it to the point of trying to break it. Hit me up after this. I'll see what I can do for you. 
I have, I've, had this, I've had this idea for a few things actually of like trying to buy guns cheap and just seeing like, okay, like this is what we all say is suboptimal. I'm going to spend a year casually shooting this, not carrying it, but shooting it and actually determining if it's a piece of shit or not, because yeah, we wouldn't can, fucking normally do that. But I mean, I could probably hook you up or just, just hit me up after I'll hit you up. Um, but like we, we still have a lot of new guns that we're just looking to get rid of. So I'll hit you up about that. But like I, the astro, everything's astroturf though. Like everything is like, the, I, mean, um, even, and it's, I don't think it's a lot of the social media guys faults. Cause they get sent stuff or they get the opportunity to buy stuff. And then they have a release date where they can talk about it. And that's been a common practice in tons of different industries. Like NDA has an expiration date or, or whatever, however they're doing it. Yeah, we're going to have your video is, done by this day. Or it, it's not even like have your video done. A lot of these people are, are trying to work ahead on content. So they go ahead and film the video and they're like, okay, I get to drop it on this day. And which is why sending, the, they're sending them out to so many people that it, it seems to the market disingenuous when they do that. But that, I don't think that's the, the people that film videos, whether they're good reviewers or whether they're impartial, biased, whatever. Um, I don't think that's necessary. I think that's mainly the manufacturer's fault because they're sending them out everywhere and then creating a massive media blur around them. Um, I was going to say, and he, no, like you fair. said, you that's see, fair. you see everybody do it. You know, when, when Gen 6 Glock comes, I guarantee you they're going to do it. When, you know, if HK releases, you know, something cool in the coming months, you know, you're going to see uh-huh. that happen. Oh, yeah, exactly. Right. Like, and it also kind of depends entirely on like some brands, people out there, like the, the effort to get someone to give a shit about a brand, a, like some brands is just never going to fucking be there. Right. Yeah. Like, le- legitimately Taurus. Yeah. Nobody's ever going to give enough of a shit about Taurus in the actual market of people that shoot guns all the time. Except for Hop from TFB. Well, Hop is... Um, they, he's special. Taurus is interesting. They have a new CEO that's been changing a lot of things. Yeah. Um, so say, they hired... Uh, this is Walter they, they had the guy, the Walter guy that worked on the PDP, which has its issues. The the TX twenty two seems kind of interesting though. Well, the issues with the PDP is that it's actually not good. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I I don't like that gun, and it, it's not like it's yet. that. I've, I've handled them, and like I've handled them, they feel good. When you shoot them, the thing that I will the, the way I'll say it is they they actually have more recoil than you expect for a nine millimeter of that size to have, and it's not insurmountable recoil it doesn't hurt you but you kind of sit there and you're like my glock shoots better with th- than this on recoil the trigger is better on the pdp but this has a lot more recoil and i yeah, can shoot I, my glock just fine why the fuck would i buy this and i just I, don't have, have an interest in it walter definitely has their uh has their triggers figured out i'm they really a, do i'm running a stock glock 17 with an acro p2 on it right now that's what i'm ah. saying culture. Yeah, get. I need to get an X three hundred turbo for it. I have a U, but I need. I need the I, I, 
I check I RSR every day looking for an X300 turbo to come in stock, and I just cry. I think I think it might browse through TaxSwap and try to find one for not rate prices. I'm just going to wait for it to come in stock in RSR because I'm not going to pay rate prices for it. I have the uh, my I have a G45 with a TLR7, and it's getting milled for a P2. And Post. I'm calling it the I'm calling it the uh, the Zoomer special because it's it's this idea of like an enclosed optic with like a you know concealment oriented light. light with a micro concealment oriented light on like a mid sized ser- like compactive service pistol. This is the Roland special of the Zoomers, and um, I'm not a Zoomer, but the idea is hilarious to me. So now I have it's the Zoomer special. To, hey, to thanks, man. I hate it. <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm okay. doing a Roland special. You should try out that uh, Radiant Ramjet. I uh, I had one in my 19x, dude. I really li- I didn't pay for mine, <laughs> but I I really like mine a lot. Uh- the guys at the shop bought them and they all kind of came away with, oh my god, I spent the money on this. Are you fucking serious? Dude, my favorite Radian <laughs> thing ever was that video they posted of recoil springs acting like they invented recoil springs. It was that my was, favorite shit. Was, <laughs> I love that. It was like, we now have different weight neat. springs that will make uh, your gun work better. We invented <laughs> this shit. It was amazing. Like you, you came up with a swappable recoil spray system. Holy shit! Almost like oh I could take it out and put another one in. Holy fuck! Like well, their system seems going out of- their their system seems pretty neat, but like goddamn, bro! Like it's just it's just a uh, a quick change me- spring. Like come I on, got- bro! Guys, guys, I just I, I got an update right now. Um, because of the Radiant Recoil Spring, Wolf Springs has called into the suicide hotline. They are going to kill themselves. Oh no! Holy shit! Oh, they're 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 calling right now. <laughs> they're they're right now. You see that hotline bling, and they're just no. They're gonna fucking kill themselves, man. <laughs> Speaking of companies about hotline. to kill themselves, Big Daddy uh, Unlimited. <laughs> they <laughs> self immolate. Holy shit! can we talk can we talk about how they just got raided and their entire inventory got hauled away yeah i saw that that's wild (laughs) they are so they are so far in debt one of their suppliers filed with the courts and got it approved and the sheriff's department came through and fucking confiscated their inventory to pay off their debts they, they have zero, zero inventory right now. <laughs> yeah, they were they were like um, contracting people for ads and then not paying them, like on on YouTube huh. and shit like that. Weird. Yeah, that that whole company was a mess. Well, the thing that always why I'm very happy to see them die is that they will be this company. That the Costco of the gun world, right? You pay for your membership, and then you can buy whatever thing you want at dealer cost, right? I mean, well, then I'll get damn good idea. It's a, oh, it's damn a great good idea. idea. But here's the problem about it, right? One, you have that. You better have the stock to maintain it. The stock yeah. to maintain it, and then also you'd better have all your ducks in a row to manage this. And 
on top of that idea, it becomes increasingly infuriating when you're working at a gun shop counter and some asshole will walk up to you and be like, hey, can you sell me this fucking uh, Rock Island 1911 for $300? Now my best price is like 475 man. But like I can buy it on Big Daddy Unlimited. Well, yeah, because you have a fucking membership at Big Daddy Unlimited. That's why they're giving you that price. Well, not, buy not, not, not to even ma- mention, like to explain to some of these dudes that like, hey, that's not even my cost for that fucking gun. Yeah. Like, like, I still have to pay all the other fucking costs around, even paying my paycheck to run your background check when it comes in and that shit, right? Like, well, why is your transfer fee $30? Homie, do you re- like relax? Because we had, it at, we had it at 40. You can eat me out from the back, motherfucker. Lick my asshole. I don't care. Pay my $40 or go to the guy that's cheaper because I don't want to deal with you. Fuck you. And you know, Fuck you know to, to be completely honest, we were super liberal with our transfer fee when we were still open. If it was a cool gun, you probably didn't get charged one because we finger fucked it before you showed up to pick it up. Yeah. Like, it, I, I feel like people seriously undervalue how nice it is having a good LGS. Like, man, it is so convenient being able to walk into a place. I feel like a lot of people, like, they, uh, they aren't as into the gun world as, as a lot of us, but like, uh, man, the, the having a local LGS is so nice. Yeah, it's a good really local cool. shop is the best. Good local shop the, is the, the best. The, the, hey, uh, question, the, question for Pate on this, actually, for local gun shop, because I know yeah. about where you and Brandon's shop is, right? Yes. Do you guys fuck around with Montecma firearms a lot? Uh, You mean Montecma? Yeah, Montecma, yeah. Those guys. Yeah, yeah, because they're right down the road, because... Um, they're right down the road from where we live. I really like those guys. Those guys yeah, have always been yeah, nice whenever I've gone in. They're I don't awesome live in guys. the area. They do all of our 4473s. So, because we're not set up to do 4473s and we don't want to be set up to do 4473s. Um, it's a lot of work. So, I get yeah, that. So, like, whenever we get a gun in, like, for personal stuff and we need to file it out, we go to Monokima because they're right by us and they're really cool. And uh, See, that's that's kind of what we're doing now. So we uh, we shut our storefront. We're getting ready to give up our FFL. Uh, and like to the point where, like you said, we're not going to be set up for it anymore. And we're just like, if I want something, I'm going to have to take it over to uh, our basically our sister stores, what I'll call it. And, you know, log it out of our store, log it into the, the, the sister store and 4473 it over there. Yeah, I, I got to say, I if I'm purchasing a gun and the local gun store has it for less than 100 bucks than what I could get it from any online retailer, which a lot of the guns that I'm trying to get, I just can't. Like, if if they have it for anywhere near the price, I'm just going to go to a local gun store that's really cool, like Monokima, because they're, they are genuinely nice people and they help us out a lot. So uh, what's what's fit mm-hmm. between friends, you know? Yeah, go well, go buy go buy a good shit from your local shop if they have what you want to buy because it means that well, money that was, to them means more to them than you saving like fifty bucks. Like if you're really local suppliers in business because your local gun store is awesome if they are awesome, you know. That, that's the sad part when we were closing up. Like, how many people that would come in and go, "Dude, you guys are the best best name in town," and you guys are closing. Well, you know, why are you doing this? 
and you know having to explain to them you know what what our thought process was and you know hey like we're sorry we don't want to we don't really want to do this but like it's it is what it is like to protect the import side of the house we we have to go down this road we have to yeah you're you guys are ramping up import which is super cool oh i get so much cool shit and i love it oh, i'm gonna dude. piss in my piss bucket <laughs> Y'all heard it here. It's piss bucket time. Uh, hope mom doesn't find the poop socks. I don't know if you can hear it, but it's going. It's going. Oh my god! <laughs> it's still going. I don't know if you can hear it. It's going. We can't hear it. That's fucking we, great. We, we your, can't your, hear your, it. Comment, your commentary is priceless. <laughs> Fucking Christ! It's still going. All right, I'm good. I'm good, boys. That's a good. That's a good number of piss. That man has yeah. procreated. I'd like to remind everyone that that person is procreated. <laughs> that bloodline lives on, unfortunately. I will raise a society of bucket pissers, ardent men. But yeah, no, like. Our our whole thought process, especially with the way ATF is just getting with like, oh, you. Oh, you have to... <laughs> Why? Did he did he do what I think he did? Hey, that's, bucket the bucket. that's the bucket. That's the bucket. All right, I'm glad you guys like it. Go on. Yeah, the, like our our whole big thought process is, you know, we have our import license and we've got like. Five or six thousand guns in Germany right now waiting to come over here. Well, like, and and an average shipment for us is three or four pallets of guns at a time, and each pallet, you know, like this last shipment was four hundred and eighty something guns. And and I, gotta, you, I gotta talk to you about uh, sorry, uh, I gotta talk to you about our our upcoming deal later off the podcast you're gonna be psyched okay i'm confusion but okay confusion. <laughs> um but yeah i mean we've got so many like our broker over there had an indoor swimming pool in his house and it's now a giant vault room full of nothing but our guns <laughs> like his personal collections in there too, but at the same time, like most of it's our guns, and you know, we we started, we got that letter from Davidson's that was like, hey, we we had a fucking stray pin mark on a fucking form, and they shut down one of our retail stores and said you can't sell guns anymore, and it made us sit back and look, oh shit, like you know, what happens if that happens? You know, compliance comes in, and we have that stray pin mark, and because it's from the top down. You know, the compliance agent isn't really getting the getting the discretion to go, oh, you know, we'll just we'll fix it and, you know, move on from there like they used to. You know, now you become a rogue gun dealer and they shut your ass down, take your license. Well, we decided a lot. They are on a one strike rule right now. Yeah. People don't realize how rough that is. And like to to like i think can i can i expand on that a little bit thing just to kind of let the yeah. listeners know a little bit about that yeah like the way this process works usually for most gun shops is they'll have what's known as an ioi or um 
I can't remember what IOI stands for because it's been a while. Industry Operations. Investigator. 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 Yep. Yeah. So their industry operations investigator is essentially the liaison for the ATF with your gun shop. So they're going to walk in and talk to your gun shop about any problems they have, any fuck ups they've made and how they're going to fix them to keep them in compliance. Right. And if you're not willing to play by their rules and you get shuttered up, but if you're actually willing to play by the rules and keep your FFL, like most gun shops are trying to do, they're pretty cool about the whole thing. Right. And it would be one of those things that like some fucked up thing happens, right? Like, let's say there's a fire. Let's say your shop gets broken into, right? Well, if your books are all digital and you can kind of make a tally of like, okay, this is what has been damaged in this fire. or This is what's been stolen or whatever. You would tell your IOI and your IOI would be like, okay, listen, uh, give me on email, whatever the fuck happened to the, the guns that you know are gone. Tell me what's there. And we'll work with you on the whole process, right? And then they will maybe if they do an audit, then they'll go through and say, hey, that's not good, right? I picked out like five issues. You need to work on these five. These five uh, 4473s are a problem. And here's why they're a problem. And you can't do that, right? You can't do this. And now you're going to be on a probationary it. period for a little bit. Exactly. And- like you, you, you're on thin ice, but you can fix it and you can, when you fix it, then you can come back and then you'll be in good graces. And that's kind of how that system works. Yeah, well, a zero the, tolerance. It's it, really, it really sucks. Cause like it, it really depends on your agent too, but like, not anymore. Just had, yeah. But, um, we had like, a buddy of ours that helps us with a lot of stuff. Uh, uh Yankovic, he uh he almost lost his license. He had to go to he had to go to court and he actually won. Um which is extremely rare if you've if you've looked into any of this stuff about the the ATF and like when they when they pull your license you are are going to bat against a lot of them almost no one wins their appeal and he actually won his appeal so we're super happy he still gets to keep operating because he's helping us with some of our projects but uh it, like it, it is a witch hunt kind of thing that the atf does with a lot of shops like, well, it really this, is like this th- this is where like elections matter right like we don't we don't a lot of people don't see this piece because that the the atf falls under doj which falls directly under the president so this is a policy coming from the top down that is saying that anybody that is out of compliance is to be considered a rogue gun dealer and you are to shut them down. Like there is no more second chances. There is no, hey, you know, this was a mistake. Our bad. We'll rectify it anymore. Now it's you're done. Like license gone and license revokes are up like something like 5000 percent. Yeah, like that's how many licenses are being yanked. That the percentage is through the roof, and like, and you know, my boss sat down and he looked at it hard and was like, you know, we have, we have our import license, and you know, we have all these guns sitting in Europe, and we have some like really just rare pieces sitting over there waiting to come over. Like the one I'm allowed to talk about, you know, on on the podcast, I've already cleared it. We have a WA two thousand that's on its way 
from yeah Switch you mentioned Switch. this before yeah like and like i'm excited like i it, it's a cool gun and but like i mean that's a that's a significant investment we made you know buying that and we're got to get it here and got to get it sold and if we were to lose our you know our ffl for our storefront we would also simultaneously lose our import ffl yeah it's a it's a real shame definitely not doing 4473s cuz the atf doesn't seem to really care if you're doing like above the above 4473 level so like if if you're dealing in between other dealers and shit like that there's a definitely a lot more gray area that they're comfortable with because it's staying within this network it's in the if it's in the ffl network and it's all within 44 like within uh i was gonna say like 07 like that whole world of ffl people that like exchange guns between each other if you're within that network they're able to give a little bit of good graces because frankly, most of the guns that are going to be worked on, uh, by the shop that you guys run, uh, for Brandon's channel and for all the other people that you do collaborative work with, they never leave an FFL circle. There is not a chance that that gun that you work on goes to a 4473 in somebody's hand in that shop. And it's never going to happen. No, we are willing we, to play very cool. We kind of do it like here and there because we send review guns out. And, you know, we've got like Honest Outlaw has some of our guns. MD Polo has some of our guns. My buddy Dakota, you know, has has gotten a couple of our our Phoenix guns, you know, to do YouTube reviews on. Those seem really and neat. they are really neat. They're really expensive, too. But they're yeah. really neat. <laughs> it's it's what happens if you give an anal Swiss watchmaker a CZ seventy five Shadow two and say make this perfect. Yeah, is essentially what it is. But I why am I giving it? Why am I giving a Swiss watchmaker anal? Exactly. Does he really? Wa- I mean, does he <laughs> need it to do his to. job? Why? Why? I don't <laughs> want to. But if he's gonna make me a nice watch, I guess maybe. But like, um, can, no, can but- he have his boyfriend to do it? Like, what the fuck, man? Like, <laughs> why am I, I i'm at the bottom of the totem pole of who should be doing this for him why am it's i have to do it cost to do a business and i'll bend over and take it <laughs> something is interesting with, <laughs> <laughs> something interesting with with the bnt i i watched an interview um i think tfb did it and yeah. they the engineers i think they were talking to brugger um and he he was like we essentially said I'm paraphrasing um, that we don't really care about selling these we we do it this, because we can we posed this problem to our engineers and we wanted to see what they came up with which is uh, I I identify with that a lot because that's a lot of what I do and uh, I think that's super Swiss and super interesting that they've, well, they've what, just got enough money that they're just chill doing they've got a, whatever. They've got a gun coming out that the acronym for it is literally like, you know, and it's a dumb acronym because it, it has other meanings. But it, it's because we can. BWC, because we can, is what they're calling it. Like the fucking, t- Wait, what's the other meanings? 
go watch porn. I, I, what's the other? I don't He's know. He's returned to Christ. He's not going to watch porn. Jesus, why are you trying to ruin his salvation? Damn it, pig. What's wrong with you? He pisses He's a saved man. man. <laughs> He's a saved man. And he pisses in a bucket like a goddamn disciple of Christ. Like a goddamn Presbyterian. That's why I piss in buckets. It's a solid Presbyterian piss bucket. <laughs> Oh Jesus! <laughs> do, you, do you have to haul that to church with you every Sunday? Does the, does the piss bucket go with you? Dude, that's not part of my thing, but I guess I could. <laughs> do they like measure how much you pissed that week? Ah, uh, like it's like a weird Catholicism. No, they, if actually, like, like the a they, little boy doesn't do piss it, enough, they're like, it's, "Sorry, man." It's, it's the way they do it is actually the way they do it is actually they've got his wife in on it, where they like he has to have the bucket filled up by the end of the week, or else the. Uh, then, like, you know, there's punishments and stuff. Catholicism with a No, because that turns, they, they, they had to stop doing that for you because you, that actually turns you on. Right. And that's a whole, like, that's a whole just a feedback loop of shit there. So you don't want to get into that. <laughs> Ethan, you've been, you've been intentionally failing in the past four. And. Okay, and. <laughs> anyway, um. <laughs> because we because we can right like it's cool to see that bnt does just let their weirdness fly and be like that's dumb anyway it's like the tp380 like they're making a tp380 now and it is the cutest little gun ever and it's actually reasonably priced and i'm like huh do i need it do i need that no but i kind of for some reason, want it like. I tell you what, no... you do need you need a BZ sixty one. I do so need. Bad. There's so much fun in full auto. We we form sixth um, the real Yugoslavian can because the Yugoslavs uh, licensed it from the Czechs, so they made it as the M eighty four in Yugoslavia. I have one of the kits, and Zach imported one of the legit suppressors i think it's the only one that's in the u.s we have this amazing picture it was used a lot in organized crime in yugoslavia and there's just a picture of some dude mad dumping into a dude that's laying down in the street like stock with open the, with the suppressor like not even shoulder with just the suppressor like, that you have not the exact suppressor but the the same model um mad dumping into the back of some dude I watched the that video today, and like it, that made me really fucking mad with myself that I didn't buy a VZ sixty one pistol that some guy was selling on arms list. Yeah, you know what though? Like when it comes to those VZ sixty one pistols, like Checkpoint still brings those in regularly, and they're really not that expensive. Yeah, they're not. Um, they're not. Uh, there was a guy that was selling one for like half of what it normally would cost, or something like, like stupid like that. Back in in COVID. He just yeah. was selling this, and I was like, "Oh yeah," but it, like he he didn't live in my state, so then he would have had to like ship it to my FFL, and he wouldn't give me enough confirmation that it actually had the holes drilled in the back for the stock, so that I could actually SBR it. Well, <laughs> and, so that's that's one issue with these too is when you SBR them, the stocks are more floppy because the stock doesn't bottom out where it should because the due to the way they remove the stock the stock latch. It uh, 
it now doesn't bottom out where it needs to. Yeah, so it doesn't rest on that ledge. So I think for because Zach and I have um, these Yugo M84 scorps, I think we're going to manufacture our own receivers um, that are completely cloned correct to uh, be able to build these things out. So that it bottoms out the way it should. So it bottoms out the way that it should, and that all of the selector markings, everything is is perfect to the original. At least is on that the Yugo work, ones. That is that something... work that you could do? Is that work you could do on like a uh, VZ sixty one that somebody like already has SBR? Um, like yeah, I was gonna, I was gonna ask because yeah. you're missing the the all of the stock that you would need to machine the dovetail. Because they just mill okay. that shit flat, and then you have they to mil- bolt they mill it thing. flat and then bolt on an attachment rather than the actual dovetail that you would slide in and have it fit yeah. properly. Yeah. Okay. Well, hypothetically, and this is going to go down a, a rabbit hole. Hypothetically, could you TIG weld a plate onto the back and like mill the dovetail? Maybe. Um, I mean, I'm sure you could make it work, whether it's worth the work or not. Because um, that's been that's been the big thing that turns me off from it. Is it's one of those guns that I feel like I have to SBR. Like I have a couple of those. Like I buy and I'm like, okay, this has to be an SBR, and it gets yeah. SBR. And then that that was one of them. And then you know I watched nine hole reviews when they were doing their like close quarters you know series, and the, they did their VZ sixty one and they talked about that how the stock because of the way that the the receivers are done up when you put the stock on it, it doesn't rest on that that curved ledge anymore like it's supposed exactly. to. So it well, just kind of is that is that even a ledge that you could just like have a, a welded on piece to put on the back of the receiver to kind of sit in there and then just use the holes and kind of simulate the same thing? I mean, you 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 can definitely make it work. It's it's whether the juice is worth the squeeze at that point, because um, that's definitely going to be some custom work. Um, I don't know. We we've just decided that because the lightning cuts are just tiny bit different on the Yugo ones and with the selector markings and everything, we're just going to machine our own receivers. Because I used to be a CNC operator, so as soon as we get access to a CNC, I we already have the models for it. I just program it with the tool list that uh, I'm able mm. to run. And bada 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 boom. Just fucking send it, man. Just fucking send it, bud. Or more See, the SBR, thing is, I, I would... I mean, shit, fucking rocket at that point. I legitimately was going to, when I was, I saw that fucking VZ that I was going to buy, I would have bought it, SBR'd it, and probably started, like, conceal carrying it in a bag or something. It is it is surprisingly easy. Uh, I talked to Brandon. Oh, um, I will actually, you'll, you'll appreciate this because I, since you guys have one and one of you will want to fucking carry that gun around in a bag, I'll send you a link to a bag that you're going to really like for this. We were talking about, you know, the the shoulder holsters with the leash that you used to be able to get for the Ingrams, or like the MP5K or whatever. Like the, yeah, that kind they, of thing. they kind of had one. That, theirs was like a single point sling. This was like a shoulder holster, but yeah, instead of having a holster, I, 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 I know what you're, I know what you're talking about. It had just the M11s. This, 
Yeah, for the M11s and M10s. And so you would literally just pull it out and tension it against this leash and hip fire this shit. It was so cool. We were talking about making one of those for the for the VZ61. That would be dope as fuck. Um, let me see. If I, I love can... shoulder holsters. I need to get one for my Glock. Um, one of the guys, Nick, at the shop, he carries his Beretta in a shoulder holster. Hey, please stop talking. Okay. Yeah, thanks. Uh, what? What are you doing? You? What are you doing? Do you just want the slowest draw you can have, and then flag it's everyone? Really at once? not that fucking slow. It's oh come on, man! It's slow. Okay. I mean, I carry it's slow. Okay. I carry from appendix. Okay. What? As a what? Place. I carry what? appendix, but like, if I go to a wedding, I don't want to like have dress pants with this whole fucking appendix rig shoved that. in my pants. Guys, and, stop. And so, stop. Like, There's an argument here. The drip. Yeah, it's exactly. all for the, the drip. drip. I mean, the, my, like, my I'm going to a wedding. I'm, I'm not keep bringing, like, three mags. I'm bringing some cool gun. Like, I would love to get a, a shoulder holster from, like, my M9A3. And I would totally carry that to weddings. So when, when I bring my P7 home, I'm going to oh. get a shoulder holster for it. And it's going to be my wedding gun. Like wedding you, and special event gun. You need to stop talking about that gun. Hey, I like my cheap gonna, broken P7. That's that's gonna make me do bad things. It's it's super broken. I gotta fix it. I I absolutely love my M9. Hey, uh, Pay, I sent you a link to that uh the bag that I was talking about. You can fit a you can fit a scorpion in that shit. You can find one in stock somewhere. You can put a scorpion in that shit, and nobody's gonna ever fucking. Oh, hundred percent. Like nobody's gonna think you have a gun in that bag. And it's a Kelty, so like. It's fucking great. It's the Kelty sling bag. Um, they're hard as shit to find, but it's an off-body like gun bag that doesn't look like some fucking vertex thing with a pull handle the size of like the fucking hey, like real, Glock real, mag. Real like, talk with my TP9 fitting it. Without the suppressor, yeah. Uh, if you took the suppressor off and you put a flush fit mag, you could maybe try to jimmy it in there. I have a flush fit twenty rounder. Like as long as you don't have like the full fucking thirty in there, but if you got like a flush fit like fifteen or ten or so or twenty, like you could possibly fit it. Ooh, I might have to go find one now. I'll send you the link on this bag and see what you think of it. The other nice thing about it is it's actually lined with a bunch of fucking like Velcro and shit. Um. Because it's lined with Velcro, like you can. What I did is I took I put a Velcro attachment in there for a, a Safari Van QLS fork. Yeah. So whatever gun I'm gonna put smart. in there, I can just take a pistol, shove it in the thing, and it fucking works. And it's like it works so good as a little off-body carry, and it looks non inconspicuous. There's no like fucking so, molly webbing. There's nothing. Back, it's very simple. To- Back to B and T and doing things because they can. They have a bag, like it is like specifically a bag for the 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 TP nine with a suppressor mm-hmm. that is the same kind of concept as the HK operational briefcase, but it's a soft bag that looks like a laptop sling bag. And basically, there's just a hole in the back of it that is Velcroed shut. You shove your hand through it, grab the pistol grip, and you can fire the TP9 from within the bag. 
That Surprise. is so B and T. I I all of their shit is so engineer fucked, but I love it because I'm an engineer. But uh, like I love B and T, but you like I the TP nine. The TP nine is like the like the epitome of look at what we made more complicated than it need to be, and it's not even their hey, design to start with. Well, yeah, that's true. That's hey, a style hey, that design. Is, hey, I have to cut you off. Ping that is the weirdest way to say epitome. Yeah, I was about to say, can you say epitome again, please? And can you use it in a sentence? That is the epitome of saying a word wrong there, Pig. Jesus Christ. This dude got a nuclear epitome. Uh, anyway, it is the epitome of uh, over-engineered B&T shit. And B&T is that company that well, they, they I took- hate- they took Steyer's design for you know the SP you know the SPP and the the TMP. They went, huh, cool. We want this. We'll buy it. And they took this design, and then they went, let's make it twelve times more complicated. Okay. Oh, by the way, we're going to suppress it. Then the way the guns it's designed, this can's got to be you know a certain way. If you put somebody else's can on it, it'll destroy the gun. So now we'll just do this really weird trilog system, and you're stuck with our can. Dude, I, I hate the VNT uh, TP9. I, I do not like it. That trigger is weird as shit. It shoots like shit. It it's just it doesn't to, shoot like shit. It does. They, I don't like it. It's like an I airsoft feel like, gun. I feel like it's one of those guns that was only meant to be full auto. It is. And when you take it outside of its intended environment that much. To where it's now just semi-auto, it really sucks ass. That said, hey, you're like, too smart to be on the show. Even even <laughs> mine, like so, you know, mine. I can rock and roll on that trigger. It's not that bad. Like everybody, everybody shits on the trigger in the TP9. It's not great, but it's not as bad as people think it is. And I think the way that I. I can- the way I kind of get people to kind of go, okay, yeah, maybe it's not as bad as it, that we we think it is, is think about it. It's a fucking bullpup trigger. I'm not yeah. good at shooting. That's yeah. Why. I mean, the thing yeah, I, you can, I, I will look shooting. at, the thing I will equate the TP9 to is it's kind of like the Sten. Like, is it the best thing in the world? No. Is it actually a lot better than people are going to give it credit for? Yeah. If I was issued this thing and I had to really look at it and be like, all right, this is what you're going to have to use for everything. Am I going to look at you and say, okay, what the fuck, man? It's super niche. Like, it's a super niche thing. Like, honestly, it is the most niche gun that I have. Like, The Sten is also based. Yeah, Stens are based. I love, the, I love the Sten. Yeah. I love the Sten so much. I like, it's such a fucking cool gun. They're impossible to use semi-auto. They, it's one of, one of those guns, man. doesn't work when you try and take it out of its environment. It is a full auto gun, man. Dude, that thing, is, like the, the number of times I've seen people try to like take one of those any derivative of the Sten, like the Sterling is a good example of that too, where they take like the semi-automatic Sterling versions. Um, dude, they just don't fucking work for shit. Like a semi-automatic Sterling is going to never fucking run right because it's not supposed to be like that. But yeah. what, people still try. Like, Well, in a semi-auto, a semi-auto Sterling and a semi-auto Sten would run just fucking fine if we if didn't you do fucking... Bolt. 
I was going to say, if we didn't have to fucking turn them in the closed bolt guns. Yeah, exactly. Like, if you could do open bolt, it would work fine. It, it, it's, it's not that the, the design can't be a semi-auto. Would it be good as semi-auto? Would it be as fun? No. But could you have a functional replica of, you know, a historical gun? Yeah. Oh, but wait, no. The ATF has determined that a an open bolt is readily convertible, even though there is nowhere in the fucking laws that says that you cannot have an open bolt fire. Like, I think that, that is just... That is just an ATF decision that says it is readily convertible to being a machine gun, and you cannot do that. In the, it's actually the, original. Uh, it's original idea, the same premise of the brace thing. It's very similar. Like honestly, it is very that. similar. Thinking well, about so that, they, they they let that happen because um, there are open bolt uh, M10s that are yeah, semi-auto. You can, you that can are buy totally semi-auto. They're exempt. Yeah. And there's, uh, there's and, but the issue is, too. I, I think they, they did their trigger pack kind of how the Uzi and the CZ 26 do their, their select fire to where the, the breach or the, the sear block that drops down to drop the bolt. It has essentially a release. And so you just make it stop having the release, like the reset, essentially, where it releases the the block when it gets to the bottom of the trigger travel. Um, you just make it stop doing that, which is very easy to do because that's how it initially worked in the first place. And boom, it's open bolt again. And so, oh, and then ATF being ATF, their fix for this bad design can be converted easily to a machine gun is, well, we're just going to tell people they can't have open bolt, even though there's nowhere in the book that says you can't have open bolt. We've made a regulatory decision that you we, you can't do this. Yeah, but that's pretty much the ATF's entire job, is to yeah. do stupid shit like that. The, the ATF is entirely supposed to make us mad, and there's no there's no other answer about this. because No, there there isn't. Look, there, like, let's, let's realistically think about this. With e-forms being a thing, with the ability for digital fingerprints and for the ability to have a pretty quick instant check of your background check, there is no fucking reason a form for shouldn't take more than two days. There's no reason. Yeah. Yep. The, the only reason I say longer than two days is just because of volume, like because there's so many of them right now. The the simple fact of the matter, even like, but they but they only have like, so wildly inefficient. No, they're they're wildly, wildly inefficient. Did you, did you they're wildly inefficient. And if you had a state like any number of the states that like you have a license to carry, it counts as your background check, right? Well, the onus on that and the responsibility on that now goes to the state that issued your just carry permit. So if all right, you have your license to carry in Arizona, and that counts for your you know ability to go buy your fucking gun without a background check, and you throw that on the counter. Congratulations, there you go. And therefore, just submit some fucking fingerprints to the ATF. That counts as your background check. There you go. You could be able to walk out in the fucking day. There's literally no reason that someone with a license to carry in a state that is capable of using that count for a next check, they can't walk out the same fucking day with a suppressor. I don't disagree. I don't disagree the, at all. I, I, can't, I, I, I can use the CCW to take home the dangerous part. Yeah. Like the literal fact that I can walk out with the actual fucking gun, but not the suppressor, is ridiculous, right? It's just it's, absurd. It, it, it's fucking ridiculous, and like, I mean, 
yes, it's also ridiculous that we even have the NFA in the first place. Obviously, someone's going to be like, but the NFA retarded in the first place. Yes, it is. We all agree with that. But the ATF being completely inept at their jobs is the problem. Uh, it bogs down every gun owner that's not like... Well, uh, and then then let's add in the fact that we've even got the you know, the ATF is saying, you know, short-barreled rifles, short-barreled shotguns, and suppressors really shouldn't even be on the NFA. Like, they yeah. they have openly said that. Like, these items should not be NFA items. And it takes Congress to make them stop being NFA items, which means we're never going to see them not be NFA items. They are not going to give us our rights back willingly. So, yeah. what I think I could see happening, so that everyone knows... We all know the braces are going away permanently. Like that's that's going to happen. There's happening really, in December. Yeah, we don't have an answer as to what exactly all of that's going to be. Everything is speculation at this point. We get that right. No, Everyone we understands that we're. The, we the all only, know this. We all know the this. only the only absolute in that situation is we know it is coming in December. Yeah, yeah. and is it likely going to be the whole thing all at once? Probably. Do we know that for a fact? No idea. Right? Okay? Um, what's going to happen inevitably? It's going to happen. It's going to happen in I, like a state that's like a purple swing state like Ohio, guaranteed. Or any place like that that you can pick of. Like, even like a bluish state like New Mexico, right? That's kind of blue, but kind of not. Some guy buys, buys a fucking Springfield St. AR pistol with a brace. Doesn't hear about any of this shit. He's like, I got this AR with a brace on it, right? Goes to the local range. ATF is already getting at this point now being aware of this, deciding, fuck it, we're going to start fishing for people at local ranges and arresting them. Well, <laughs> they're going to arrest this motherfucker at the Springfield State with a brace on it for an illegal SBR. It's going to go to the fucking Supreme Court. Yeah, and like, yeah, it always There's does. no way it will go straight to the Supreme Court. I mean, and one of two things is going to happen. Either they're going to do a very... You know, like, well, three things. We get fucked, which is weird, would be weird. Um, there is a very bland ruling of, okay, you can't punish someone for something they purchased legally, right? Yeah. You can't punish somebody for that. That's not how that works. Uh, or three, NFA is completely unconstitutional. You forgot option four, which is never the Supreme Court. I was going to say the Supreme Court just refuses to hear the case to maintain the status quo. Oh, I thought uh, option four was uh, one of the justices goes in the bathroom and masturbates and doesn't hear the arguments. Fuck, probably be that too, but... That's five. <laughs> Thanks for the count there, buddy. <laughs> I, I mean, actually, it's a five... Well, the thing is, it's five because also, they're already giving themselves a little five-finger pleasure. But, no, like, that's... That's what's going to happen with this brace thing, though. Like, that's what's exactly going to happen. I don't even think it has to be in a blue state for it to happen. I think it, it can be a state like North Dakota, you know, where it's just like some old fucking fud that barely knows how to use the fucking internet got an AR pistol because Biden's going to ban him. And then he takes the thing to the fucking range and ATF is there and arrests him. And it turns out it's some fucking old oil fucking boom millionaire that's just like, I'm going to fight this all the way up. Yeah, yeah. I, it's, it's something like that's going to happen. Like, it doesn't have to be a blue state or a red state or a purple state. It doesn't matter. Somebody's going to get arrested for this because the ATF is definitely 
I hate to tell everyone this. The ATF uses your local range. ATF agents shoot at your local range. They have to to maintain their qual. They have to maintain their qual. And they're probably shooting more often than most federal law enforcement because, one, it's part of their fucking job to investigate these things, so they're going to be involving themselves in the environment. And two, uh, they are aware that there are a section of people that don't like them and that shoot a lot. Right? So if you're in that guy's shoes, you're going to shoot a lot too. Let's be honest about that. Um, no, I, everyone here doesn't like the ATF, but they're, those people, if you're in their shoes, they would be smart enough to shoot somewhat regularly. Which means the chances of them actually finding a guy that breaks out a gun with a brace on it and Pretty asking high. him for a tax stamp is very high. It's going to happen. And it, that guy's going to get arrested. And then he, it's going to get I, like I this sh- whole... I actually have a story about that. Uh, we had a guy here locally. He lived out in uh, the other end of the state, but uh, he had a legally owned uh, Norinco Type 56 machine gun. Mm-hmm. Just, just legally owned. I think it was like a Vietnam bringback or something like that because I got amnesty registered. Um, and he got it, and like a month after getting it, went on a family vacation. Um, and he wanted to show it off to his family. Now the state he was going to machine guns were legal. So he took it with him. And he and, didn't buy his from 20. Yeah. So <laughs> they were shooting at the range and two bays down were two ATF agents that were just hanging out on the range at a Sunday shooting ammo, kind of keeping an eye out. And of course he lets loose a few bursts of his, uh, Norinko. And they walk over and go, hey, let's see your tax stamp. And he shows them to him, and they're like, where's your Form 20? And he's like, my what? And they're like, ooh. And they uh, they took his driver's license, took his info, and said, expect a letter from us. And sure shit, when he got back to North Dakota, there was a letter in his mailbox, and he got fined a bunch of money, and... Basically, the letter said you have a black mark against your name now, and if you acquire X amount of black marks, you uh, you don't get to own cool stuff anymore. Yeah, that shit's so stupid. The Form 20, I think, is the thing that is... It is the entire reason why there aren't more SBRs. Yeah, exactly. There's, And I'm so glad yeah. they don't apply to suppressors. Thank the Lord. Oh, it's it's so nice that it doesn't apply to that. But like that's that legitimately has changed the entire argument for a lot of people. Um, Absolutely. With uh, with like why I have a pistol brace, why I can take it across state lines. Well, okay, one, a lot of people overestimate how many times they cross state lines with a fi- rifle caliber firearm. Like a lot of people really do that because I can take it across state lines. Wait, how often do you leave the, your state? Twice a year. And just bring it, it, a full size rifle. Once a month. For some people, it's a legitimate argument, though. Like, where I grew up, I grew up on the Ohio River right next to West Virginia. So to end up across the state line was pretty common and happened, you know, five, six times a week. So, and if you're going to carry a rifle every day with you kind of thing, like, I can, I can see the case. It is a serious limitation. I can yeah. agree with the argument. And I think I agree with that it's a limitation. Some less right? for other. But, but, but yeah. so, so, when you yeah, hear a guy in, so, central, like in central Colorado being like, well, in case I cross state lines, I'm like, 
we live like three hours from any state border or like, like or like here in north like, you, you know you live in north central north dakota oh, i can't take it across state lines bitch the closest place is canada and you're not taking anything there anyways yeah like the argument very much depends but like in general like the the argument that like you legally own this item you can bring this if you should be able to bring an item you legally own across state lines without a form i agree right? Or the moving thing. Like, let's be honest, the entire fucking moving thing is ridiculous. You can, uh, now with e-forms, it could render the Form 20 completely fucking useless. Is you just well, you change your... At, you, you could just have your all your shit. You could have all your shit, right? Not even have to do the Form 20 digitally. I've done the Form 20 digitally. I know what the Form yeah. 20 is. You can do it but, on e-forms. For people that don't know, it's not just a paper form. You can do a Form 20 on e-forms. I, I, I will... I, I emailed God. mine to them, and they were actually pretty quick with me. But that's not the point, right? It what could was your turnaround be- on that? Uh, I got it about like a month. Okay. I, I did that for moving. It was about like a month. So okay. it wasn't too bad. Um, but like, yeah, if you're doing that kind of thing, right, with like doing a Form 20... If it's all e-forms now, right, if we're all e-forms, then legitimately, instead of doing an e-forms... Change address button. Solves problem. Oh, you want to take it across state lines? Get rid of the Form 20. It doesn't fucking matter. It's registered to me. Stop being a cunt about it, right? Jesus Christ, I paid you $200. Fuck off, right? Yeah. You want to do that, right? You want people to actually SBR their shit? Don't make it an issue for taking it across state lines. It's registered to me. I I kind of wonder if, because they said there's regulation changes supposedly coming in December with this brace thing. I kind of sort of wonder if that's one going to be one of the regulation changes that comes with that is, okay, hey, by the way, uh, you don't have to do a Form 20 for an SBR anymore. I'm dreaming, and that's not going to happen. Either answer makes sense, actually. Because there's the one side of it that says the the more control that the ATF is going to be able to keep, the happier they're going to be. And if if it's a petty amount of control, they're going to still keep it, right? The other... Was um, uh, we everyone remember forty one F NFA? Oh God! And yeah. does anyone else remember this? Yeah. So yeah. to explain to the audience, and forty one F was they changed the rules on NFA. So the, the trust, when you're submitting an NFA trust item, uh, like in submitting an item through an NFA trust kind of thing, uh. Everyone who's got a name listed on the trust has to submit fingerprints for the item when it's on a trust. And right? a responsible person's form. And the respons- responsible person's form and all that stuff. Everybody's got to do everything for the trust. You can't just have one responsible person that submits everything and then it goes and counts for everybody. There's a bit of a workaround on that, but generally speaking, <laughs> it, it, it's not the same as it used to be. I've but seen the also, workaround. But the... Uh, the individual filing, uh, it was actually typically simpler, but the problem being, if you were going to submit on an individual, you also had to go get a Clio sign-off. So your county sheriff or whoever had to sign off on your your suppressor or your SBR or whatever, whereas they would not have to sign off on trust. And so if you had a trust, you didn't have to go get a sign-off. Well, when they got rid of the thing that let you have an easier time with trusts, they also said when buying a suppressor, 
you don't have to ask for Cleo sign off anymore. They just have to be notified, yeah, and you can just basically send them a letter saying, "Fuck you, I bought a suppressor." No, it's not even you send them a letter. You just drop off a copy of the form and say, "Hey, I applied for this." And if your sheriff's department is cool, the secretary sticks it right in the shredder. Oh, we legitimately just mailed it for the customer. They never even fucking really knew. Like we just yeah. mailed it for them. Like yeah, I'll put it in the mail and like, send it. I'm talking like form ones when you do your form one because you're supposed to do the same thing with a form one. You're supposed to. Oh, take absolutely, your... you do. I I, email, I mailed it to him. Yeah, I just no. Put I, well, my wife happened to work for the jail, so she was going up there anyway. So I just handed it to her. She's like, "Yeah, they just put that in the shredder." Cool. Yeah. Like, okay. Cool. <laughs> right. But like Neat. that sort okay. of thing, that kind of thing, right? Where they took a thing that they saw an actual loophole and they put it in. A restriction and then a problem they pulled out of the restriction it has been a thing they've done before and they've done it several times yeah this, this, think, like this I is think, a recent memory think, one right i think they're, they i think they the underlying thing well it's it's up to the presence but i think a lot of the the stuff in there i don't think they're necessarily I, I don't think the agency in particular is trying overly hard to entrap people and make things extremely hard um obviously the upper levels especially with the one strike stuff is trying to do that right now but uh that changes with regime changes every election so i don't know we'll see i uh i hope it i think you're a little bit wrong on that but not entirely wrong on that yeah like yeah like, like, I, I'm not going to give. I'm not going to say that. Like, I'm going to agree with you in saying that them intentionally doing things all the time to entrap every individual person. Exactly. That's is, what I'm is, trying is to like, say. Is legitimately an answer. Like, they're probably not doing that all the time. They are looking for you. They're not trying to entrap you as often as you think they're trying. Exactly. The world would let you believe they're trying to entrap you. Yeah, that's but, what I'm trying to say. But they are trying to entrap you. You should be a little bit paranoid about that kind of thing. Because Absolutely. legitimately, when we're talking about federal agents who have a problem with you owning the stuff, and this is their job to restrict you on this, be skeptical. It, this kind of skepticism is healthy for you because you should be questioning this level of authority. You just really should. There's not yeah. even a good answer otherwise. Uh, but is it like always a coordinated effort to get you to incriminate yourself with something with every circumstance that's ever happened? No. Yeah. No, because Are they, they trying, they're trying they to catch somebody, but they're not always trying to incriminate every single they person don't they meet. even necessarily need you to incriminate yourself even like let's, the rabbit hole of constructive possession. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, you don't even have to incriminate yourself. I could have a Mossberg shockwave and a Magpul SGA stock sitting next to each other in my house. You know, ATF, for whatever reason, decides they're going to start compliance checking O3C and RFFLs, and they see that. And then next thing you know, I'm charged with having an illegal SBS under, you know, constructive possession because I could put the stock on it. Yeah, that shit's really And, and t- Until recently, nobody's been convicted on that, 
but there was just a dude in Virginia, a Navy dude, and it went around big that like got yep. fucking hit hard for constructive possession and is facing like 70 years in prison or something stupid now. Yeah, that that's ridiculous. Oh yeah, absolutely. Like that kind of shit is legitimately like it's scary. They are look they're looking out for this stuff. Like that's what I'm saying is like they are looking for this, but are they going to try to hunt every single person down and try to entrap every single person for everything? They don't have the resources to do that. And like when you realize how limited the resources of the ATF actually are, whoo, boy, how I mean, man. there's only like, 5,500 field agents. Exactly. They can't be everywhere at once. There's a lot more. When you have more AR 15s and Ford F 150 trucks in this country, and they have 5,500 field agents, their ability to maintain compliance on everybody is fucking ridiculously bad. And there's not, not a single thing they can do to change that. It's there really honestly is. only really because we lit them. Who for thought? I mean, yes. <laughs> um, but realistically, uh, their ability to even make it like a compliance nightmare for everyone. Like it's there. If you're bold and loud enough. Yeah. I, I was going to say the louder you are, the more likely you are to fall. Yeah. And if, I will you know, also many- add the argument that if you live in a state that allows you under an SBR and, uh, you would willingly use an illegal, NFA item to defend yourself in your state allows you to legally own that same item as an NFA item for home defense or any sort of actual purpose of using it for real things rather than whatever idea you have in your head. Um, You're kind of dumb for not paying the $200 and having a gun for serious use. It's completely illegal. You're kind of asking for it. Like it's going to get, if it's going to end up in court, it better be a hundred percent fucking legal. Like you, you, your attorney will fucking hate you if you show up with an illegal SBR in court. Like he can't defend you. How, how is he supposed to defend anything? Like even if the shooting was justified, like dude, like you broke a federal felony. You committed a federal felony by owning the gun you used. Like they almost measured the barrel in Rittenhouse's case. They, they did. Like, they brought the tape measure and everything, and the judge waived it because they. Um, the prosecution knew they they weren't going to get anything off that, so they didn't even measure it. But they brought the tape measure and everything. If if you watched that trial, they totally yeah. brought it up. They had the rifle out. They were like, "We can measure the barrel if you want to." And they're like, "No, it's." Fine. I mean, they they already try. We've already seen that they'll hang you out the drive for like stupid shit you put on your gun. Yeah. Well, do you guys see the guy? There was a case about this in Ohio, um, a few years ago, where the guy the- had. The, like the, the seven and a half inch AR that's like hideous. Yeah, and he had the brace on it with like a little floor stopper or something on it, so it's sitting yeah. in a safe. And they called it an SBR because it had the floor stopper. He modified the yeah, brace. And yeah, and he had yeah. like a, uh, an AFG and a bunch of other shit on it. And it was like the most hideous bubba fuck that like seven five AR you could ever have that he used <laughs> to shoot somebody in his house. Right? It's hideous. It's a hideous fucking gun. But he used it to shoot somebody. 
and was justified in the shooting, and the ATF tried to hang him out to drive for this. Right? And they almost and did. This was, and they almost got him. And then this, uh, he actually won in federal court because they're like, this is ridiculous. Like, you can't – he legally owned this gun. He was within well, the, the – within, the, within, the argument was the little rubber stopper thing that he put on. He, like, And it wasn't like modifying the brake. Like, it made it like harder to shoulder because it was like on the buffer tube part. And it was – he said he did it so it didn't slide in his safe. And so the ATFs tried to say, well, he modified his his brace with this buffer, this thing to make it longer. So when he shouldered it, you know, it, it would be more comfortable and thus making it a rifle. So it's a really an illegal SBR. And he lost at the state level and picked it up at the regional level, I think. Uh, he the federal his, circuit. It, yeah, he, he picked up his win there. And basically the federal circuit was like, are you fucking serious? Like. The the brace still functions as intended, and like they got an expert to come in and basically like, well, you know, this would technically be harder to shoulder because now you just got this little rubber four bumper against your shoulder instead of the whole brace. Yeah, and so like, but the reason I bring that up is like this guy actually got asked if his SB if his gun was an SBR pre any of these changes. So if you bought yourself some fucking like Daniel Defense Mark 18 uh, pistol, right, and loaded a fucking mag of, you know, whatever, 5.56 ammo and put it under your fucking bed and that's your fucking home defense gun, right? Well, you shoot somebody in the head in your fucking house with that gun in like three months and you didn't do a goddamn thing in your paperwork, somebody's going to come knocking. Even something stupid like you didn't engrave it after you did your paperwork. Like, yeah. Thank God we have a laser. I think uh, you should just be really quick at switching uh, 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 from a stock to a brace. Are you really going to be worried about that after you've just shit your pants and put a bullet in a dude and the cops are on their way? And I pissed and, my and, bucket. <laughs> <laughs> Well, actually, the guy stepped in the piss bucket, so you actually kind of got yourself a little bit of an advantage. He's like, what the fuck? This is a bucket. Oh, that's Ethan's, my whole, that's my whole home security system. Yeah, is every I just got night he puts the piss bucket doors. in front of every single door, even in interior window. doors. <laughs> his, his children have stepped in seven piss buckets already. <laughs> no, don't step there. That's a piss bucket. No, don't drink that. You can't drink that. Hey, anyway, this is this ad spot is provided by Simply Safe. Simply Safe has all of your interior piss bucket needs. <laughs> Dude, I want a piss bucket alarm for my Simply Safe system. Well, piss bucket actually, that's, a, that's, that's a very good that's a very good point on the on the Simply Safe thing though. Is like I'm gonna put a fucking brace on real quick. Well, actually, the bra- one the brace was illegal. Two, did you just do something that your your Simply Safe cameras, which the court can subpoena, will then have yeah, you incriminating yourself? That's <laughs> what you, you, literally that that can be found in discovery. So now yeah, now can, you just kind of fucked yourself. They can, they can subpoena your cameras, there, Jim. Why do you think it's I don't not have even that? It's in the podcast. They'll just subpoena. The, they don't even have to subpoena it. They'll just pull the podcast down and be like, "Oh, look what he said here." Oh, this is that your first p- amendment shit, dude. I'm good. 
Ethan, they they will subpoena your piss bucket. Your oh piss no! Okay, then I'm done for against it. You. Oh yeah. Okay, that's that's the bottleneck here. Actually, um, to jail. The, the piss buckets on uh, on trial at your trial. <laughs> They're gonna have a. I'm gonna have to fucking bring a semi truck in uh, for that shit. <laughs> All right, now put your your bucket handle on the Bible. <laughs> hey guys, let's wrap up in a few minutes. Uh, I think yeah, it's about that time. Yep. Uh, but remember, right. folks, it's it's one of those things. Watch yourself. Don't be dumb. But that that's the big thing. Just don't be fucking stupid. Yeah, just don't, don't be fucking. If you're gonna, if you're if you're really gonna go down the non-compliance route and try to be that badass, shut the fuck up. Don't post your shit on the internet. Don't take it to a public ring. And for the love of God, net, don't fucking put anything in the comments on social media. Just put a stock on it, right? Because that shit's linked to your fucking email. They can figure out that and trace it to your fucking IP address if they really want to. And if they want to, they can. They probably already have. They just don't care about you enough to actually do it because you're a retard on the internet. Just be adults and think about OPSEC. And exactly. in buckets. And, and buckets. Remember, kids, uh, the best home defense in the world is a piss a piss, it's a bucket, piss bucket of 38 You heard it here, folks. I'm an operator, and Wait, I... Uh, I piss a J-frame. Tactical piss uh, bucket is the way. A, a piss bucket, a Taurus 38 revolver, and a shovel is the best home defense. I'm and a tactical will, operator. <laughs> that will wrap up this episode of Cloning Correct. Uh, everything here is satire. If you take us seriously, you really need mental health. Yeah. I've been watching transfer. I've been piss bucket. <laughs> That was such a good end, and then you just go to the fucking piss bucket. I can hear it now. Did you hear it? Oh god! Yes, we can hear that one, dude. It smells not great. No, no way! It smells like asparagus in here. I don't remember eating asparagus. I just took a rancid piss in a bucket to end off the podcast. <laughs> was that was that a good ending? Was that the ending? That was excellent. That was an excellent ending. <laughs>